Welcome to the Solomon's Porch Podcast, the podcast from the worship experience of Solomon's Porch at Valdosta First United Methodist Church. We want you to be encouraged and inspired in your faith journey. So sit back and relax, unless you're driving or using heavy machinery, and enjoy. We find ourselves in this reading as we're following along in in, uh, 2 Timothy this week. And I want us to look at a verse in 2 Timothy chapter 2. And then I want to actually jump back over into into the Old Testament. But I I want us to start at, at, at 2 Timothy because it's something that Paul's writing to Timothy. That's, he, it's a letter he wrote to Timothy. It's two that we know of. And uh, he's writing to Timothy. He's encouraging Timothy. And this is what he says in verse 2 of chapter 2. He says, you have heard me teach things that have been confirmed by many reliable witnesses. So he's, he's, Paul has taught about Jesus. Paul has spoken about Jesus. And this it's not just a fairy tale. This isn't just made up. It's been confirmed by other people. And then he says, now teach these truths to other trustworthy people who will be able to pass them on to others. So he's saying, you've heard the truth from me, Timothy. Now I want you to find other people to share this truth with and pass it on. And so I just want you this morning to to grab a hold of this thought, this idea of passing on the truth to someone else. This idea, this this is what Paul is telling Timothy to do. And as followers of Christ, this is actually something that we should do. And as we talk about this idea of uh, this whole series of extraordinary, what I want to highlight today is this, is that you and I are called into an extraordinary partnership. If we call ourselves followers of Christ, if we call ourselves followers of Jesus, then we are actually part of an extraordinary partnership with God. Jesus makes that partnership possible, and we are now a part of this. If you are a follower of Jesus, you are part of an extraordinary partnership with God. Um, in, a, in a tiny little town in the Appalachians about 50 years ago, uh, there was a Virginia state trooper. That was his job by day. Well, he was a lay preacher on the weekends, so he would go to churches, and he was like their supply pastor there. And, and, they, and they would have youth meetings, and uh, he, at that meeting, uh, he would speak to the students. Well, one night after speaking at several of these meetings, this state trooper and his wife led a 17-year-old girl to become a follower of Jesus. Uh, She wasn't a believer. Her parents weren't believers. Because of that, that state trooper and his wife passing it on to her, she became a follower of Christ. Go back a little bit further to somewhere in the late 1940s, and uh, there was a a rather good-looking man who worked in an office, and two of the ladies that worked in the office with him kept inviting him to come to a Bible study. And he kept declining the invitation. And finally, he relented, and he went to this Bible study. And through this Bible study, this man became a follower of Jesus. See, they were passing it on. Later on, this man actually ended up entering into the ministry. And uh, he uh, was instrumental in a little Bible college in Tennessee. Uh, He was there. He actually became the president of it. Uh, he He got married. They had children. Uh, when, when he, his son, one of his sons was five or six years old, this man who went, was invited to the office, from the office ladies to go to the Bible study, this man, when his child was five or six, uh, led his son to become a follower of Jesus. Then you fast forward to this little boy, five or six years old, and now he's of college age, and he goes to the college where his father was the president of, and he meets a young woman who's 18 years old now, from Virginia and they meet and they fall in love 
and they have children. And their eldest daughter, when she was 10 years old, they led her into a relationship with Jesus. She became a follower of Jesus. And then you fast forward about uh, 11 or 12 years from that point, and that woman helped lead a very wild and crazy 24-year-old woman to become a follower of Jesus. And I am that not-so-young, but still wild and crazy woman today. See, those people passed it on. I will never meet that Virginia state trooper on this side of eternity. He's, he's beat me to it, I'm guessing. I'll never meet those two ladies who kept inviting that man to go to that Bible study on this side of eternity. I'm pretty sure they've beat me to it. I'll never meet them on this side, but they passed it on. And this is what Paul is saying to Timothy here. You know these truths. You know these to be true. And now I want you to find some people, and I want you to pass this on to them. And folks, this is the extraordinary partnership. This is the extraordinary partnership we are called into. This is what it's about. I, I'm so thankful that that Virginia State Trooper said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to quit doing that church gig. I'm just going to keep doing my State Trooper thing. I, I'm thankful that those two ladies in the office didn't say, you know what, we've asked them three times, let's not ask them a fourth. We'll just quit inviting them to the study. I'm thankful for this. I'm thankful for all these, these, these links in the chain. That all those people are in an extraordinary partnership with God through Jesus Christ. And now I get to be a part of that. I mean, how wonderful will it be, and, and not just about our kids, but for, for Drew and I to say one day that, that Mallory will be able to say, I, with my mom and dad, I prayed and I became a follower of Jesus. You know? Or the, the person that you work out with at the gym, or you, or you, you play you know, softball with, or you, you work alongside, or you, you jam with. You know? I mean, there's so many ways we connect with people. That, and you are in an, if you're a follower of Jesus right now, you are in an extraordinary partnership with God through Jesus. And, and you need to read these words. I need to read these words that Paul is writing to Timothy as, as, as um, kind of orders, kind of our responsibility to... Pass on these truths that we know to be true because we are in an extraordinary partnership. Now, you might not recognize that. It might not feel like you are. And I want to talk about that for a second. Because, you know, the question I had written down in my notes was, uh, well, let me see what I wrote in here just so I can say it because I'm... <laughs> How are you doing at at this extraordinary partnership. If you call yourself a follower of Christ, how are you doing at the extraordinary partnership? And, and that was the question I wanted to ask, but I realized as I was about to say those words at the first service, at the 9.30 service this morning, I really just wanted to cut right to the chase because really the question I want to ask is not how are you doing? Because this is what I've been thinking about and, and mulling over this week. It's not how are you doing because the reality is, is it's not that good. And so here's the better question. Why aren't we doing better in this extraordinary partnership? I and mean, if we realize that God has called us to us, if we realize this is something we're supposed to be a part of, when we see it, if we realize it, if, if as I sit there and tell my story, you're sitting there thinking about, wow, who was, who was instrumental? Who did God use to bring me? How did he work that out? How, how, what does that chain look like in my life? You're thinking about that, and you're now a part of this extraordinary partnership. Why are we not better at it? 
Why are we not more intentional about it? Why do we not recognize it as much? You know, th- those are the questions. That's the real question I want to ask. And, you know, uh, for me, oftentimes before I get to an answer, um, usually when I'm trying to work something out, and, and this is true of my spiritual life as well, when I'm trying to get to an answer or an understanding, often it's, it's better for me to kind of step back and look at how I've kind of not done it well. Because sometimes looking at how you've kind of dropped the ball or how you've kind of messed up or, or how you've been negligent in some way, you know, you realize, oh, you know, I've been, this is why, this is why. You know, the definition of insanity is to do the same thing over and over again and expect a different result. And I think for some of us, we go, yeah, I, I know I'm part of an extraordinary partnership with God, but I'm just not really living into it. Well, why? Well, because I'm doing the same thing over and over again. I'm, I'm running into the same obstacles, the, the same problems over and over again, and they just hold me up. So, I, I don't mean, I, I hope I'm not confusing you. <laughs> We're in an extraordinary partnership with God. So we hear from uh, Paul in 2 Timothy that we're supposed to be in this. We're supposed to be passing this on. Now I want to jump over to the Old Testament. I spent the past month in, uh, I love CJ, you'll love this. We have a class in seminary called IBS. (laughs) See, you hear it enough in seminary, you forget it means something else outside of seminary. It means an inductive Bible study. And uh, and, and, in my historical books class, um, we were just last, I'm in, my, I'm in my last semester, last class of seminary, ladies and gentlemen. 98 hours I will have completed, and May 16th is a great day because I'm going to be graduating. Um, but so we're doing this uh, Old Testament uh, historical books, inductive IBS. So, yeah. And um, so I was looking at Joshua all last month and really looking at Joshua. Um, and, and this is something that stuck out to me, knowing that I was going to be talking about these extraordinary partnerships coming up in the series, this just kept rising up to the top. And, and this is where I, I, want us to, I want you to think about this. Um, the super-duper condensed version of what's happening in Joshua is prior to the book of Joshua, what we know is that uh, the people of God, Israel, had been given, God had made some promises to them, but because of some disobedience and sin, they were not entering into that promise. And as Joshua is stepping in to take leadership and do it, and you start to read Joshua, they are about to enter into the promises that God had made, the promised land. They're about to, to finally enter into this. And this is where we are with Joshua. Um, and, and so God had made these promises to Abraham way back when. And Abraham, what did he do? He passed on, like what? Paul is saying to Timothy, he passed on these promises to Isaac, and Isaac passed them on to Jacob, and Jacob passed them on to Joseph. And you can go on and on, and you pick it back up again even later, and then you've got Moses, and now he is passing it on to Joshua. And this is an extraordinary partnership. See, these, these people, these, these Old Testament Bible people, are part of the extraordinary partnership of God. That, that, that you are part of if you're a follower of Christ. We're all a part of this extraordinary partnership. So now, um, here we are, and, 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 and the question is, why are, why are, we, not, why are we not better at this? What, what are the things that keep us from living into this? You mean the same extraordinary partnership that these people are part of? I am a part of? Yes. Paul's telling us to, to take part in this. Here's what I want you to think, and, and here's what, um, and I'm going to look at Joshua 6.1 in a second. But one of the reasons that we don't 
I think that we don't um, live into this extraordinary partnership is because, one, as our perspective gets blocked. Uh, we let uh, circumstances, we let um, uh, problems, we let just everyday life, we let a lot of things block our perspective that don't let us see beyond. And so you're going, yeah, okay, well, yeah, I'd love to be in an extraordinary partnership with God, but you know what, if, if my job was just better then I would, I would really live into this extraordinary partnership. Man, if I didn't have to work so hard, if I didn't have to work so much, if my job paid me more, then I would definitely live into that extraordinary partnership. See, we let stuff block our perspective. We do this. We, we make these excuses as to why our relationship with God is not as extraordinary as it could be. You know, we, we, we say things like, you know, if, if, my, if my kids were, if I wasn't getting a phone call from the school, you know, every other day, if my kids were just more obedient, you know, uh, then, boy, I would really, really be part of this extraordinary partnership with God. Or, you know, if my aging parents were healthier and they, they weren't taking so much of my time and my energy, oh, I would, I would, I would really live into this. We make these excuses, these obstacles in front of us, and we're saying not being a part of this extraordinary partnership, you know. If my spouse was just better looking. No, that's not a good one, is it? So, um, but people make excuses for this. You know, oh, you know, me and God, we would be, it would be awesome if I just, if I just had it easy. If I just had it easier than, oh, you know, old Allison. If I had it, if I had it like Allison had it, oh, I would totally live into this extraordinary partnership with God. Oh, but you know what Allison's sitting there thinking? Oh, man, if I just had it as easy as Amy, you know, and Amy's thinking, if I just had it, you know, we, we assume that someone else, man, if I just had their life, oh, I'd totally be living into this. I would be like, everyone I would meet would just immediately just like, just be like, yes, I believe in Jesus. Like, I would be so, like, God would just be using me so amazingly if I didn't have these obstacles, if I didn't have these walls in front of us. What do we know about Joshua and walls? Anyone know anything about Joshua and walls? Did, did, he, did he fight a battle? Where was that battle? Joshua fought the battle of Jericho. Jericho. Jer Come on, everybody. Joshua fought the battle of Jericho. What happened, Alex? And they came tumbling down. We know that song, and we sing that song, and it's true. It's true. Like, and they really simplified it, but it's true. You know, there's something else true about, about Joshua and walls. You know what we don't sing? Uh, we don't sing... Joshua spent 45 years in the wilderness wandering because all the people were disobedient and they had to walk around till they all died so he could enter into the promised land. We don't sing that song. But it's true. See, sometimes we look at someone else and go, oh, all Joshua had to do was walk around a wall six times and it fell down and they entered in and it's yay and they're entering in the promised land. But the reality is, is he had to lead people around for 45 years until all the people that had been disobedient died. So that then they could all enter in. And, and think about this, and you're going, oh wow, six, six times around a wall, 45 years, that's a lot. Let me just expand that even more. God made the promise about 500 years earlier to Abraham before Joshua finally led the people into the land. Sometimes we, we, get, we put up walls. Sometimes there are walls there and we think, oh, I would totally live into that extraordinary partnership with God if it wasn't just for this, 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 and this. And we think things like, oh, well, Joshua, he had it easy, but he didn't. 
Sometimes we make excuses for things. And listen, Paul's not saying to Timothy, hey, because you're a follower of Christ, Timothy, I want you to pass on these truths that you know to be true. I want you to pass them on to others so they can in turn pass them on to others and on and on. And by the way, your life's going to be perfect and there's never going to be an obstacle. There's never going to be anything that comes against you. You're never going to have disappointment. No one's ever going to hurt your feelings. Nothing's ever going to happen bad. Your life's going to be great. And so live into this extraordinary partnership with God. It's not what he tells them. He doesn't say anything about what may come or what may not come. He just says, you're a part of this. You know this to be true, so pass it on. You and I, if we call ourselves followers of Christ, are in this extraordinary partnership with God, and and no matter what the obstacles may look like, no matter what it says, or no matter how tight that door may be shut, We need to be able to trust in God. This is what uh, Joshua 6 verse 1 says about the gates of Jericho before they came tumbling down. And it says this, Now the gates of Jericho were tightly shut because the people were afraid of the Israelites. No one was allowed to go out or in. So, um, I mean, the people, here's the deal about Jericho. As, as Joshua is leading the people into the promised land, Jericho is the very first place, the very first city that they come across. It's the very first place where they have to go. It's kind of like, oh, is God really going to give us this land? I mean, I mean it's, taken a, it's taken like 500 years, and it's taken 45 years of wandering, and then we just had to, you know, Joshua and the guys just had to circle around the wall six times. Like, you know, is this really going to happen? And here the, the doors are shut. The people on the inside are scared. And here are the people of of God saying, are are we going to do this? There's a wall. The gates are shut. Are we going in? And this is what the Lord says to Joshua in verse 2. I have given you Jericho, its king, and all its strong warriors. Now, the Lord spoke this before the walls came down. The Lord said this to be true before the walls were down, before the obstacle was removed, before the, the um, unfortunate uh, thing in front of them had to be dealt with. The Lord said, I've given this to you. I've told you. I've promised you. I'm giving this to you. Trust me. And for those of us that are going, I know I'm called into this extraordinary partnership with God, but the circumstances, the circumstances, the stuff, the people... All I can share with you today is what the word of God says. And that is, I know the doors are shut tight, but I have given you Jericho, its king, and all its strong warriors. He was telling his people, he was telling Joshua as a leader of his people, trust me, trust me. Didn't mean that it was going to be easy or anything like that, but he said, trust me, I've given this to you. So one of the reasons I think we don't live into the extraordinary partnership with God that we should or that we could is because of the obstacles, because of the walls. We look at them and go, oh, too much. Another reason I think we don't live into the the extraordinary partnership with God as as much as we could is that sometimes the process, whatever it is that God's calling us to do or be obedient to, it's open-ended. We don't know the end date. We don't know when it's going to happen, you know? We don't know. I didn't get married until I was 38. You know what would have been really cool is if when I was, you know, in my late 20s and early 30s and everyone that I knew my age was getting married would have been really cool is if God had just like dropped down a clock with a countdown that led up to uh, you know our wedding date you know August 2nd 2008 it would have been awesome because I could have just been like going about my business and living about going yep I'm going to be getting married on that day there it is God doesn't do that he doesn't drop down that clock for us. That, you know, and sometimes we have a hard time with this. I know I'm supposed to be living in this extraordinary partnership with God, but I don't know what tomorrow holds. 
Or I don't know when that prayer is going to be answered. I don't know how God's going to work this out. He said he was going to do it. I've prayed about it. His word has confirmed it. I know it deep in my soul, but I just don't know when or who or how or where. And so we stop. I'm thankful that that state trooper in Virginia didn't stop and go, you know what, I've been leading these dang meetings for these teenagers, and I don't think any of them's listening, so I'm done. I'm glad he didn't stop. I'm glad that the two ladies didn't stop their invitations. The thing is, is that story goes back behind him. That, That trooper's got a story, I just don't know it. And those ladies in the office, they got a story, I don't know it. See, we are part of an extraordinary partnership with God. Sometimes the unknown stops us. It stops us. Wouldn't it be great if, if God just dropped down that clock with the countdown going, I know that, you're, that you are, your job, you, you hate it. And I know you've been educated for something else and you've been trained for something else. I know you've been working up from the bottom and you've put in the time and you've put in the hours and you've put in the sweat and the energy and the passion and it's almost hurt other things in your life. You've put so much to this. But here's the countdown clock because here's where you're going to get the dream job and here's when it's going to happen. So then all of a sudden you go, oh, well, there's the clock and it's counting down. Well, I can get through Tuesday. I can, make it, I can make it to the weekend because I see that clock and it's counting down and I know when it's going to happen. It doesn't work that way. God doesn't work that way. A lot of us are going, I know I'm a follower of Christ. I know I've given myself over to him. I know this. I know my soul is secure in him. I'm, I'm trusting in this and him. But man, I just don't know. There's obstacles. There's unknowns. We should be living in an extraordinary partnership with God. And so we've got Paul telling Timothy, pass this on. You know this to be true. Pass it on. Find other people. Pass it on. You've got Joshua who's saying, boy, these promises are finally coming true, but this isn't easy, but I'm going to trust in God. And you put the two together. And what you see is the life of you and me today. It's not easy. We don't know the outcome, we don't know how, we don't know when, we don't know who, we don't know why sometimes. But we know we've been called to an extraordinary partnership with God. That we've been called to this. This is is something that we we can participate in. It's not not just a a passive relationship. This is something that we are are part of. That's what makes it extraordinary. You know, what makes it extraordinary is is not the fact that, that I mean, it is extraordinary, but (laughs) what I find extraordinary about God's partnership with us is that he wants to be in a partnership with us. But it's because of Jesus. It's because of Jesus. It's only because of Jesus. I mean, in in two weeks, we're going to celebrate the risen Christ. Not a dead Jesus, not a Jesus on a cross or a Jesus in a tomb, but a risen Jesus. That's why we are in an extraordinary partnership with God. It's because of Christ. You know, as I, I think about, you know, okay, <laughs> this is, the, when, I, when I think about messages and preparing them, it's kind of like the, well, so what? Like, so what? Like, what are you going to do with this? Right, Claire? Where, where's this going? Right? What's the so what? Well, sometimes it's different for it's, Sometimes it's different for each of us. Sometimes you could walk out with a so what and someone else could walk out with a different so what as far as what God is saying to you uh, from the scripture and, and by his Holy Spirit. 
But this is what I want to offer you to consider. A couple of things to think about. Extraordinary partnerships don't happen overnight. I mean, what if Joshua had stopped after the fifth lap? What if he had been like, I've done this five times already. Let's go. You know, what if in the 40th year in the wilderness, they all just said, forget it. We're done. Let's go make another golden calf. Let's just do that. Let's make that our thing. Let's be done. No. I mean, what if these people had stopped? What if these people had given up? So whatever you're facing right now, whatever the obstacle may look like, whatever the unknown may be, I want to say to you, if you're a follower of Jesus, I want to say to you, don't stop, don't give up, don't let up, don't stop walking if he's told you to walk. If he told you to walk in circles, keep walking in circles. If he told you to, 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 to be obedient, even though you don't know the end game, even though you don't know when it's going to happen or where it's going to happen or who he's going to bring alongside of you to make this happen, don't stop, don't let up, because you've been called to an extraordinary partnership with God through Jesus Christ. Again, if this was not a United Methodist Church, we might have heard a few more amens right then. Okay. And now it doesn't count, but I mean. I'm just kidding, it does. Will you still pray when the answer hasn't come for days? If you're in an extraordinary partnership with God, think about these questions. Will you still pray when the answer hasn't come for days? Will you still serve when nobody is noticing? No one appreciates you. No one recognizes you. Will you still show up when you don't even feel like it's making a difference? Will you, will you march just because God told you to? Will you, not because you saw the benefit of it or because you knew it worked for Joshua, will you do it because you know it's what God wants you to do? Because this is the essence of faith. The essence of faith for a follower of Jesus is there will be walls, there will be obstacles, there will be unknowns, but I have been called to an extraordinary partnership with God and I'm going to trust him. I'm going to trust him. I don't understand. I don't know. It's not, it's not easy. I'm going to trust him. Because he's called us to an extraordinary partnership with him. You might be tired. It might not make sense. You might look ridiculous. Don't give up. Paul says to Timothy in chapter 2, in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2, now teach these truths to other trustworthy people who will be able to pass them on to others. In a tiny little town in the Appalachians, that over in Tennessee, up near Kentucky, and then into the great state of Oklahoma, An extraordinary partnership was happening. I've been called into it. You have been called into it. And it goes on and on and on. Would you pray with me? Father, I thank you. We are reminded, or maybe we are, we are reaffirmed, or maybe we hear for the first time that we have been called into an extraordinary partnership with you. Not because of who we are, but because of who Christ is. Lord, you desire for us to be your sons and daughters, and you desire for us to be a part of this, of this living testimony, 
of this living testimony of who you are and the life you bring and the and the uh, the life change that you that you do inside each and every one of us God it is a resurrection God it is absolutely extraordinary partnership that you want to be in with us through Jesus and I pray Lord today that one we don't take that lightly Lord would you forgive us for neglecting that partnership would you forgive us for not realizing that partnership Lord that we would be reminded today that no matter uh, who we are or where we've been, if we call ourselves your sons and daughters today, we are in that partnership with you and you want us to pass it on. Father, would you help us to see um, with your eyes past the obstacles, over the walls, through the difficulties? Lord, would you help us to have faith in the unknown? And tomorrow, Lord, it would be so naive of me to assume that, that, that everyone in here, their, their, their life right now is perfect and it's great. Lord, we are, we are human beings and, and we've got bodies that don't that work the way they should sometimes. We've got minds that don't always work the way they should sometimes. We're in relationships with people who sometimes they just don't connect, they don't work, there's there's strife there, there's there's hard times there, there are are burdens that come upon us because of things like money and stress. This is the world that we live in, but you still call us to an extraordinary partnership with you. And I pray today that we would, we would hear you say, as you said to Joshua, I have given this to you. I have given this to you. The victory is yours. Lord, that we would be people who move in faith. That we would walk forward in faith. Not on our own power, not on our own merit, but because of the extraordinary partnership we have with you through Jesus Christ. And it's in his name we pray. Amen.